0: It is great to be here in the house of the Lord, amen, Amen. and uh, praising Him, and uh, also the opportunity of uh, spending time in His Word uh, this morning. We're going to be, like Brother Daniel said, we're going to be in Mark uh, chapter 8 this morning, and uh, in a little bit, we're going to be looking at a wonderful... Uh, passage uh, for us uh, this morning. But I just want to take some time and praise the Lord for his goodness and his mercy uh, towards us. Um, yes, yes. For the amazing things and, and the opportunities that God has, has given to us uh, this 2021 uh, to be able to serve him as, as a church uh, with all the challenges, right, that we are facing, that the world is facing, that we're facing personally. Uh, we praise the Lord and we should be excited and we should be uh, uh, expecting uh, uh, to the Lord to do great things uh, in us and to do great, great things through us, through our church. Uh, and I just, I just want to be part and I hope you, you want to be part of what the Lord is going to do through Gospel Hope in 2022, amen? And uh, you know, I was reminded, the great missionary William Carey once said, expect great things from God. Attempt great things for God, and I hope that's your prayer. As we uh, finish this year strong, uh, look into the Lord that He will do great things in and through us. Uh, well, this is uh, also the last message uh, of the series. Who is this? And uh, let's see. Let's see if if you remember uh, the last three Sundays. Uh, I see some of you. You know, going back to your notes. That's great. Uh, do you remember three, uh, about three weeks ago, uh, Pastor Ryan preached, and do you remember the title of his message, or maybe maybe an idea of, of the passage that he preached from? Okay, who is this, and what, great, awesome, yes, and he answered that question, I love that, yes. Start with letter H, the title, uh, well, he, uh, close, uh, Hidden identity, yes, yes. And what was the second one, the second week? I preached that week, so I hope you remember. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the calmer of our hearts, yes, thank you. And last week, do you remember last week? The carpenter, yes. And uh, I hope you have been challenged just like I've been challenged to grow more in the knowledge of of our Lord and uh, to continue to follow Him and believe in Him. And I just hope that, you know, we'll do that with more intensity this year as we continue to learn more about the Lord through His Word. Well, this morning we're going to be in Mark chapter 8, verses 27 through 30, and we're going to be looking at the title, The Ultimate Confession, The Christ. Who is this? What is the ultimate confession that we're going to see this morning? And it is the Christ. Let's pray and ask the Lord to help us this morning. Father, thank you for your goodness to us. And uh, we come before you and we humble before you, Lord, praying that you will do a work that only you could do in our hearts. I pray that your Holy Spirit will speak to us. And Lord, give us open hearts humble hearts to receive your word, but not only to be doers, not only to be hearers of of the word, but to be doers of it, and to put it into practice, to apply into our lives. And Lord, we ask for your help, and we pray in your name. Amen. The ultimate confession, the Christ. Let me ask you a question. Does anyone know or does anyone remember who Regis Philbin was? Anyone? Who was, who was him? Huh? Okay. All right. He was in a talk show. Yeah, a game show. Uh, let, let, let me ask you a question. He was known for being one of the hosts of a famous game show. And it is? Who wants to be a what? A millionaire. Who wants to be a millionaire? But also... Also, he was also known for popularizing a phrase that became the signature of that show. And it is? Is that your final answer? Remember that game kind of, I mean, I didn't grow up watching the game. I I just know a little bit. And you know, you're into the game and he's asking you questions, right? If you're the one... Uh, present there and you're and you're answering and you're you're making money and you're answering and you're making more money and, and then they kinda ask you, hey, do you want to kind of keep going? And knowing that if you miss the question, you're gonna lose everything. Are you ready to stop? And then you go home with whatever, a thousand dollars, two thousand, three thousand, five thousand dollars, whatever it was. But he always asked that question, especially when you're up to whatever, five, 000, ten thousand. And he asked you a question, and you said, I think that's the answer. And he will come back to you and say, is that your final answer? <clears throat> you know, when I think about that question, in other words, he's saying, are, are you sure about it? Are you sticking with that question to go through? And when I think about, is that your final answer, and I come to a passage like this, Mark chapter 8, the one that we have in front of us. I believe that, is that your final answer question is very pertinent to us because Jesus is going to highlight a very, very important, if not the most important question in life. It is a question with a very particular and singular answer or confession. More than that, it's, very, it's a very direct and personal question that has an eternal impact in every life. So this morning, as we look at who is this, we are going to look at the ultimate question, listen, with the ultimate answer that brings forth... The ultimate confession. The ultimate question. The ultimate answer. That brings forth. The ultimate confession. So as we come to our last service. Of 2021. Here's the big point. Of this text right here. You and I. You and I can be forever confident. In Jesus the promised savior. You and I can be forever confident in Jesus, who is the promised Savior. So let's take a look at two questions that Jesus asked the disciples. Same question twice, just using different pronouns. So look at verse 27 again. Mark chapter 8, verse 27 says, Jesus went out with his disciples to the village of Caesarea Philippi, And on the road he asked his disciples, here's the question, who do people say that I am? The answer, they answer him, John the Baptist, others, Elijah, still others, one of the prophets. So the first point that I have here is the wrong answer about Jesus. If you notice, he asked the disciples, and the disciples did not give him the wrong answer. hes They're talking about what they've been hearing from other people that have the wrong answer about who Jesus was. He hasn't, who do people say that I am? And and it wasn't that, uh, you know, as you study this passage, it wasn't that Jesus just asked them one time, Hey, disciples, who, who do you think... People are saying out there that I am. But he kept asking them, just just tell me, what what are you hearing out there? As, As we travel from city to city, as I heal people, as I do the miracles that I've done, as we share the good news of the kingdom, what is people saying about me? Well, the first answer was, well, some people said that you're John the Baptist. That came back from the dead. You know, John the Baptist, the forerunner of Jesus. The one that baptized Jesus. The one that said, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. The one that said, I am not worthy to untie the straps of his sandals. The one that says, I must decrease and he must increase. So they're saying that you are John the Baptist risen from the dead. Well, but they kept going to say, "Hey, uh, Lord, you know, some people say you might be Elijah, the great prophet of Jehovah in the Old Testament, the one remember the one in the Mount of Transfiguration with Moses and Peter and James and John and Jesus, the one me- mentioned back in Malachi chapters three and four, the Elijah that could come back before the Messiah. So if he wasn't John the Baptist." Well, it, it has to be Elijah. But remember, Elijah didn't die. Who took Elijah to heaven? God. So maybe Elijah's back. And he's doing everything that, we, that we're seeing. So, so Jesus, uh, uh, we, we don't know. I mean, John the Baptist, Elijah. If you read the account of Matthew in chapter 16, the disciples even said, they're saying that you are Jeremiah the prophet Jeremiah. And it's really interesting because there's a Jewish tradition with the anticipation of the Babylonian captivity that says that Jeremiah went and took the altar of incense and the Ark of the Covenant and he put those in Mount Nebel and that he was going to return and bring those back before the Messiah would come in his glory. And that was a Jewish tradition. So the Jewish were saying, well, If it's not John the Baptist, or not Elijah, must be Jeremiah. And he came back and did all this. Some other people said that because Jeremiah was the weeping prophet, and they called Jesus the man of sorrow, must be Jeremiah. But in in general, if you look at verse 28, they say, Lord, they're saying, you're just one of the prophets. Remember the prophets from the Old Testament? (laughs) And how they did mighty things? Somebody came. Because this is not the Son of God. He cannot be God. And and as you read this text, I mean, you, you can come to the conclusion, if you know your Bible, that all of those answers were what? Were wrong. And are still wrong today. Jesus is greater than John the Baptist. Jesus is greater than Elijah. Jesus is greater than Jeremiah. And any other prophet because he is the son of God remember Matthew 14 1 2 Herod the Tetrarch heard the report about Jesus I mean the, the, the governor is, is hearing everything that Jesus uh, is doing and he said this is John the Baptist he told his servants he has been raised from the dead and that's why miraculous powers are at work in him Mark 6 says, King Herod heard about because Jesus' name had become well known. Some said, John the Baptist has been raised from the dead, and that's why miraculous powers are at work in him. But others said, He is Elijah. So others said, He is a prophet, like one of the prophets from long ago. When, when Herod heard it, he said, John, the one I beheaded, has been raised. Listen. Even a lot of people in Jesus' time missed the point of who Jesus was and, and why he came to the world. Do you remember the Pharisees? Trusting in their own works, trusting in their own goods, and always looking and following Jesus so they can trick the Son of God. And Jesus always pointed them to his Father. And his mission. Remember the scribes? Remember the enemies of Jesus? That wanted to to arrest him. To kill him. To destroy. To get rid of of him. I mean people that saw his miracles. His greatness. They saw healings. And even with with all that many of them. Including Judas. His own disciple. Missed the truth of the person of Jesus. And his purpose of coming to this world, listen to me. Even today, you have people that have all kinds of different answers about who Jesus is. They have different way of thinking of knowing Him. No, I know Jesus my way. No, I am going to worship Jesus my way. No, I I, I read the Bible and I interpret the Bible my way. No, 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 no. I, I just like this part of the Bible, but I don't like the other stuff. Have you, have you talked to people like that? People that have created their own view of who Christ is, of who God is, in many different ways and reasons. I remembered a couple of years ago, maybe two years ago, in our previous ministry, I had an opportunity... Was From somebody from our church that connected me uh, with this older man, Spanish guy, um, that he was living in an assistant living. And I had the opportunity to come uh, maybe once a week, every other week, and, and just talk to him about the Word. And the first time that we met, he comes in his, in his, uh, his wheelchair. We go talking, introduce ourselves. He goes, you know, I'm a Mormon, and I've been raised as a Mormon. But I want to hear what you have to say about Jesus. I say, like, awesome! How much? Uh, how long do you have? Let's 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 talk. We got talking. I said, I want you to come back. I I came, came back. And we just got talking more. And, and I'm opening the scriptures. And, and he's, he's quoting verses. as He's telling me, what about this? What about that? I brought one of our pastors one time. And we got, uh, I think well, it the two computers. And we got PowerPoint and everything. And we're just showing him, loading him with Christ, uh, scriptures. About who God is. And Christ being the son of God. And the only way to heaven. Listen, and, and as we encounter people like that, we need to show, yes, compassion and point them to the truth, which is God's word. We, we have the, the greatest and the best news, don't we have it? The best hope in the world. And we are called to share, to witness, and to testify of who Jesus is. His work on the cross and the eternal life that we can have in him because he is alive and because he is the son of God. You remember Peter later in his life? 1 Peter 3, 15, he says, But in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to what? Yes, to anyone who asks you for a reason for the what? For the hope. The hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. And, and and they had all the wrong answers. And as they saw Jesus, they could not. They could not believe that He was the one that He said that He was. And they're making up their own answers in their minds and in their hearts. I mean, can you imagine just Christ listening to all those answers? And going back to the last two years of being with the people and still they didn't get it. But the text continues. The passage continues because yes, there's a wrong answer but also number two and here's point number two. There is a right understanding and it's given by the disciples as well because uh, Verse 29 says, but you Jesus goes from a very general question. Hey, what's what's the word out there about me? Okay. Let me ask you now. Forget about the people out there for now. Let me ask you now. Who do you say? I know what's out there. But I want you to tell me now. Who do you say that I am? And Peter answered him and says, You are the Messiah. You are the Christ. He wanted an answer from them. And he kept asking them. Listen, this is the first time that Jesus asked the disciples, Who do you think that I am? Do you remember the previous passages that we have been looking at? Jesus did not ask them, hey, who do you think I am? The, the disciples were wondering and asking, who is this guy? I mean, I can't believe the, the things that he's, the, that he's doing. Who is him? And, and something very important, too, is that we're right in the middle of the book of Mark. They've been with Jesus for over two years now at this point. So they know Jesus pretty well by now, in a sense. They have seen a lot of Jesus. And Jesus take the moment and ask them, but you. And Peter, right? Old Peter, <clears throat> that sometimes he got in trouble with the things that he said. But this time he got it right. I said, Jesus, you are the Christ. In other words, you are the Christos. You are the Messiah. You are the promised one. You are the anointed one. You are the promised king. You are the Messiah. You are the eternal Messiah. You are the Savior. That's who you are. I mean, you think about this. If you go back to verse 27... In your Bible, where were they coming to? They were passing through where? Caesarea Philippi, right? In the book of Luke, it says that Jesus was praying when he asked that question. But they were right there in Caesarea Philippi. If you know anything about Caesarea Philippi, you would know that that place was known by, by idols, a bunch of religions... Uh, worshiping other gods. I mean, you you look, you were looking at a, at a world without hope, a broken people. And right in that place, Jesus asked the disciples, who do you say that I am? In the midst of brokenness, in the midst of, of a world that was very, very confused. People, J- uh, Jesus asked them right there, With all the religions in the world, who do you say that I am? It's a beautiful place. I was able to go to Israel many years ago, and we went to that exact place, Caesarea Philippi. And you stand there in front of a huge rock, and you read this passage, and you're like, unbelievable. Peter's confession was an adoration, a truthful recognition of who Christ was. And may we constantly adore and recognize the gift of salvation given from God. That Jesus is the Christ. That He is the Son of God. Do you remember John chapter 6? Verses 65 says, Listen, from that moment many of his disciples turned back and no longer accompanied him, Jesus. So Jesus said to the 12, to his disciples, Said, You don't want to go too away, do you? And verse 68, Simon Peter answered and listened to what he says. He says, Lord, to whom we will we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. If Jesus is your Savior this morning, if you have confessed that He is your Christ, your Messiah, He is also your Lord, which means your life is not your own, it is Christ. Listen, once Christ comes to a life through faith in the gospel, he changes us as he permeates our life through the Spirit so we can confess his great and his greatness to all. And Peter made an unbelievable confession. And the question is, for you and I this morning, who do you say that I am? What will be your answer? What will be your answer this morning? Can you truly say, you are Jesus, you are the Christ, the Messiah, you are my Savior. You are my Redeemer. You are the Messiah. You are my Lord. So so Lord, I give it all to you. I come to know you personally by faith in you alone. And I give my life to you. And I surrender to you completely. Lord, use me because you are. You are the true Messiah. The true King. Not only of the universe, but now of my own life. And it's really interesting that verse 30 ends this way. And Jesus strictly warned them to tell no one about him. It's kind of like a weird ending, right? It's like, I mean, why? (laughs) Doesn't Christ want us to confess him everywhere we go? Doesn't want the Lord to to, for us to be his, his witness? To share with others His love, His mercy, His grace? I mean, why not? Well, and, and, and I think the answer is, uh, it wasn't the right time yet. If you continue reading the whole chapter, and even if you go to Matthew chapter 16, you will notice that after the confession of you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, Jesus, and I'm paraphrasing, Jesus tells Peter that the Father has revealed that to him. It wasn't his own thing. It was a revelation from God to proclaim that, yes, you are the true Messiah. Reminded about salvation, the sovereignty of God on saving men, but also the responsibility of man of believing in Christ and trusting in him. And then in Matthew 16, Jesus promised them, remember that? That he will build his what? His church. And then Jesus talked about his suffering, his death, and resurrection for the first time. You remember Peter, what he did? He took Jesus and said, Jesus, what are you talking about? What, 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 what are you doing? Is this like what? And what did Jesus answer to Peter? Yes. Yes. And then Jesus talked about the cost of following him in Matthew 16 and being a disciple, a follower of Christ. And Jesus told them, don't say anything yet. I know I am the way, the truth, and the life, but I have to suffer first. I have to go to the cross first. I have to die and pay the penalty of our sins, of your sins. I have to raise from the dead for the gospel to have the power of salvation. And what did Jesus do when he raised from the dead? He appeared to them. He sent the Holy Spirit. And what happened to the disciples? Did they stay in one place? No. What did they do? They went out. They dispersed. With the power of the gospel proclaiming now, you are the Christ, the Son of God. And there is hope in Christ. He is the only hope. He is the true Messiah. He came and He died and He raised from the dead to give us life. And that's the gospel. That's the good news. That is the hope that we have for the world. When they're looking for answers everywhere in the world. Some, goes, some go to alcohol, or, or, or drugs, or sex, or whatever it is. Looking to have peace in their hearts, and none of that stuff will satisfy, satisfy them, except for the truth of the gospel. That's why Jesus came. That's why He is the only hope. That's why He is the ultimate confession, the Christ, the Messiah, the Savior. Of our lives. Romans 10.9 says. If you confess with your mouth. That Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart. That God raised him from the dead. You will be what? For the scripture says. Everyone who believed on him. Will not be put to shame. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord. Will be saved. That was the gospel that the disciples took around the world that changed many lives. And it is the same gospel that you and I need to confess daily as we take it to others around the world. So here's the question one more time. What is your final answer? What is your final answer? You know, if you go back to Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and you go to the question is that your final answer. For all of those participants, they have no idea what was coming. They were just sitting there hoping to know the what? Yeah. Hoping to know the answer. They got no questions in front of them, it wouldn't be fair. They had no idea what was coming after each question. And they were hoping to guess the answer. The question from Jesus to us today. Who do you say that I am? Guess what? You don't have to guess that question or the answer. You don't have to scratch your, your head and say, No. The answer is clear. It's right here in the Word. It is Christ. And we have to believe in Him. And keep believing in Him every day of our life, Because Philippians 2 is very true. Because it, it, it says in verse 9, For this reason God, talking about Christ, highly exalted Him and gave Him the name that is above every name, So at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is what? Is Lord to the glory of God the Father. One day, brothers and sisters, one day, everyone will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Some will have to do it. And they will have to bow down and humble themselves. And even though they will perish, they will recognize that Jesus Christ is Lord. But for us as believers, it's like Peter. We are going to say, Christ, you are Lord as an adoration. Recognize you, Lord. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to confess you as Lord. I heard someone said, for the disciples, they went from no understanding to misunderstanding to complete understanding. Where are you today? Do you have a complete understanding? Did you have the right answer in your heart? that he is Christ the Lord. So what do we do with all this? Where do we go from here? Well, number one, we have to affirm who he is. With your life, with your mouth, with everything that you do as believers, it's Christ alone by faith and grace alone. He is not only the Christ, but he is our Christ. So confess him daily. Let's show grace and mercy and truth as we even help others understand who Christ is. Affirm Him. But also abide in Him. John 15. Abide in Him. He is your Christ. So we need to live in obedience and in submission to Him as our Savior and Lord. So believe Him daily. As you affirm, as you abide in then also act, act like your savior. Follow his commands, follow in his footsteps, live for him daily because he is the Christ. Who do you say that I am? I hope that you can say this morning as believers, that we can ever and forever, that we can forever be sure, that we can forever be confident in Jesus, the promised Savior. Father, thank you for your goodness to us. Lord, as we think about what what you did for us, on the cross and as we ponder on you raising from the dead and that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is in us and as we also ponder of the story in John 11 Lazarus when Jesus stole Martha, I-, I am the resurrection and the life. Lord, just help us to be mindful of what you're doing in us. And as we conclude a year by your grace and mercy, and as we look forward to a new year 2022, that we won't miss the point of who Christ is, and the hope that we have that we will passionately will lie to be a witness to others around us. So as you take some time praying. Now If you are a believer He is your Lord He is your Messiah He is your King What areas in your life you have to submit to him You have to surrender to him You have to say Lord I don't know if I can keep going through this year. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know about next year, but I surrender to you. I confess once again that you are my King, my Savior, and I can trust you. And if you don't know Christ this morning, we would love to talk to you about the gospel, the good news. Of Jesus Christ father we need you today thank you for the opportunity to be in your house thank you for your word and help us Lord to be encouraged by you by the opportunity to worship you and as we leave this place this morning Help us, Lord, to be mindful of what you're doing in our lives, what you want to do through us for your glory and for your kingdom. We love you, Lord. We need you. We desperately need you. And we confess like Peter did. Yes, Lord, you are the Messiah. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And all God's people say, amen. Amen. Let's stand up and worship our Lord.